This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. I love this company! Yeah! Wait, did you look up Garnett or Durant? I looked up Kevin Durant. No, no, you looked up Garnett. Garnett. Okay, well, that's that's me not paying attention. (laughs) I went to the mall for some new underwear, but had to leave. Andre the Giant's official record is 156 beers in one sitting. We got four dozen boxes of donuts. I was probably like 12 years old. I probably ate at least two of those boxes by myself. The Business on Top Podcast. (laughs) Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. So the Dodgers have jumped out to an early lead here against uh, the Atlanta Braves as we begin episode eight of the Business on Top podcast. Uh, Week eight. Week eight. Uh, The Braves are up by, the Braves are down by two touchdowns. Yep. Uh, I think, God, is there a worse feeling in sports than just being very excited for a game and then realizing very quickly that your team is not going to win that game? No. No. <laughs> I, think I, you... mean, I mean, that's just got to be awful because, I mean, there are people in Atlanta that, like, you know, went home, rush hour, like, probably tried to beat the traffic out of there, sit down in front of your couch, and it's already 11 nothing Dodgers. Yeah, in the but they're already, they're already up 2-0 in the series, so at least they're not – at least they're not like this is an elimination game. If this was an elimination game, that'd be very embarrassing. But I know the first game that comes to mind where I, I had my hopes really high and just got let down within probably the first five minutes of the game was um, two years ago, Willie Taggart's first game at Florida State. We were playing Virginia Tech. We were wearing the all-black uniforms, super hype, swag surfing, playing a kickoff. We got our doors blown off, I think, 28 nothing. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember. That was the start of the down. Well, not the start, but the steep, steeper decline of the team. That was, I mean, that was part of it. I remember there was a game, um, you know, it was our freshman year of college. I'm sure you remember this. It was like uh, we had to win to go to the SEC championship, and the Gators were good, not great. This was 2010, and uh, they went up against South Carolina. You know, we got tickets. We were at like that part of the swamp where like we weren't in the upper level. We were kind of like in the walkway. Yes, we were I sitting against that. the wall. Andre DeBose runs a kick, runs the opening kickoff back. We go yep. up seven nothing, and we never got a moment like that again. And the offense was just constipated. And South Carolina ended up going to the SEC championship game that that's, year. That's when uh, Spurrier was. That was when Carolina. Spurrier was coaching. Yeah, there, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, man, that. <laughs> That speaking, was the worst speaking of uh, the Gator football program, um, have you ever seen a political take by one of our um, elected officers that was so strong against calling for somebody's firing <laughs> like uh, Nick, our agriculture commissioner, Nikki Freed, did to uh, Todd Grantham after the Gators almost uh, got 50 points put up on him by Texas A&M on the road? There's two sides to that, I think, too. It's just like, Ben, you were talking about how defenses need more practice than the offenses when you're in training, I guess. Yeah. Um, in the well, camps. if you look, um, really any school that's traditionally have good defenses, Bama, LSU, I mean, all those teams are giving up 40, 50 points this year. And I've been reading a lot that um, people think that the reason defenses just aren't where the offenses are at right now is because defenses need the live action. They need the tackling. They 
you know, there there's angles you take as a tackler. There's um, like ball anticipation as a, as a cornerback. And you can't simulate that if you're not out on the field and getting those live reps. So I, th- I think maybe in the next two or three weeks, assuming there's still college football, you'll start to see defenses, especially the Bamas and the LSU kind of figured things out. And, um, and to be fair, it's not just UF. You no, know, no, no, no. It's, it's a whole NCAA. I mean, Missouri. Yeah, I mean, you, you look across the board, teams are just – I mean, offenses are putting up points. Every conference, any team, I mean, there's – it's crazy. I got I to gotta say, though, if you're watching somebody else's team, if it's not your team, this is fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I love the yeah. 40, Every game is a shootout. Games. We've never se- – we haven't seen that in a long time by UF. We don't score that many points Ever, no one in the we SEC. Co- Usually, SEC football is yeah, no. really Defensive. like thirty or less. Yeah, I mean, there are teams that are giving up basically just thirty and gobs, like you know, run defense is something that you see in the SEC. That's yeah. usually where our strength is. The running backs yeah. are just running ragged over pretty much you know, any other team, um, and it, it is weird from the UF side after having such a dominant defense Ugh. for a decade. The first year that you get like a functional, competent offense, of course, like the defense can't stop anybody. Yeah, I don't know how I was. I don't know how I felt about that, like giving up so many points. But also, when we win those games too, it's like, how do you feel? It's double-edged sword. And I I hate to single these these kids out because they obviously are like at at this point in our lives, they're like younger than us and they're still college kids, right? uh, But you know, there are some some pretty suspect defensive players on that team that uh, need to yes uh, step their game up. Right. And speaking of football. You guys see this Jets ad here. Um, just I'm just going to toss yeah, this for now until <laughs> the team gets rid of Adam Gase and oh. a new ownership. I'm not a Jets fan anymore. You, oh. li- you heard it you here heard live it. on okay, episode wow. eight. On top. So VJ Patel has renounced his Jets fandom here. 28 years of Jets fandom. Oh, yeah. Done. Mis- miserable years. No Super Bowls anyway. Um, I know I know. no playoffs this year, but uh, one team that, that uh, did go all the way in the playoffs was, was the L.A. Lakers, and we saw that this weekend when, man, the Miami Heat put up a hell of a fight uh, against the Lakers, but they, they uh, ultimately succumbed in, in Game 6, and, man, LeBron just, he threw his best punch in Game 5, and they took it, but in Game 6, he threw it right back, and they just had nothing left at that point. I mean... It it was amazing to see that the Heat put up as much of a fight as they did after not having Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo, who their offense pretty much ran through leading up to that, uh, going into that game. You see it in the great athletes, especially LeBron, arguably, well, probably the the best athlete probably we'll ever see in our lifetime. Absolutely. As far as pure athleticism. Absolutely, in my and, lifetime. Yeah. Strength, speed. Strength, speed. Yeah, you, I mean, t- total package. Um, just guys like that who it seems like they have a switch, right? They could turn it on and off. And you see, I mean, you see it in the regular season from him. You you could see him; he's kind of coasting. You know, he's gearing. You know, he's saving it all for the playoffs, taking a lot of minutes off. And yeah. honestly, that's kind of why they brought in Anthony Davis. They said, "Hey, you know, we can win with one star, LeBron. You stay off the court as much as possible. Yeah. We know you're 35 years old." Save yeah. it up for the play, but God, that's a guy that does not look like he's thirty-five years no. old. The way that he's he's getting to the basket, he, you just still can't stop him. We're me and my brother were looking up stats the other day, and his stats it goes like his rookie year, he he averaged twenty points as a rookie, and then every year after that, it's been like twenty-eight, eight and eight every year. It's like, insane. It's incredible. Every year that he's been in the league, it's 
It's unbelievable. Well, I can tell you when the star turn came. I mean, he was always a star, but like when it happened was when he he beat that Pistons team yeah. to get to the finals against the Spurs. Yeah, I remember watching that. I mean, he had he had no help on that team. I mean, can, no. you, can you guys even was... name name the guy from that team? I can because I was thinking yeah. about it the other day. Like Sasha, Silgauskas. well, Pavlovich was the one that I was thinking. <laughs> or um, what was the three point shooter? Drew Booby. Gooden was there what too. About, it was like Booby Gibson. Daniel Gibson three? from Texas. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about him. That's funny. Um, yeah, best uh, best boobies in sports. Number one, Daniel Gibson. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's there's no sign of slowing down for LeBron. You know what it is? I think all these great the great athletes of the world, the best to ever do it, the goats. There's one couple things in common that they have is like one is the work ethic that they. Well, they're in. psychopaths. They're psychopaths. They just want to win, no matter what it takes. Their bodies are in the tip-top shape. They have the best trainers in the world. But not only do they have the best trainers and the health, a nutritionist or whatever, but they use them on a daily basis. You know, th- th- you have athletes that have access to all those people, but they don't. Don't take not advantage of it. They're just yeah. o- they're okay being you know an average NBA player. They're right. okay with like, being a good NBA player when they have the potential to be great. They show um, up, collect their paycheck, and, and then, they're they're all right with that. Yeah, that's what separates the good ones from the greats. Right. I mean, you hear stories about you know Peyton Manning, like you know it's the old NFL trope. It's like you're the first one in and the last one to leave. Absolutely. And you know you can you can do that, but at the same time, it does like take a certain amount of raw talent. And in terms of raw talent from LeBron James, probably just about as talented as anybody we've ever seen. He's now got four championships. Has done it with uh, multiple different cores. He's done it with three different teams, which. Um, I don't think we've seen as talented of a player win a championship with three different teams like that. But, uh, you know, game game five, trying to get a little bit of help, pass it out to Danny Green, gets a, gets a great open look. Steve Kerr and John Paxson make that shot for Michael Jordan. What does Danny Green do? Yeah, but— He, he bricks it. No, okay, so here's, a, here's my argument for that. It's Kerr in that game that he had the game winner and where Jordan passed it out to him. I think he was on fire that game. I think he made like multiple threes that game. Danny Green had three points up to that point. <laughs> Danny Green is, is not that great anymore. But if you remember him when he was on, during, on that run with the Spurs, and even I think last year when he was with the Raptors, right? Uh, I'm it? pretty sure he was with the Raptors last year. Sounds, anyway, sounds right. yeah, we'll have to fact check that because that could backfire on me greatly. Yeah, <laughs> get well. get that check fact. Yeah, get that fact check while I uh, filibuster here and do some analysis. But Danny Green was probably, in terms of playoff shooters, one of the most feared. Uh, shooters of the you know 2010s, and, one of the best uh, three-pointers will ever three-point shooters will ever see. Honestly. And has just I mean he's got a football field and he puts that up and it's not even close. And then uh, you know Markeith Morris who he's not a superstar but he's a good player in his own right. Basically just tosses the ball. Uh, you know they're in Lake Buena Vista. He probably sent it over to Sanford. The pressure got to him. You know I I could not believe that that was their final possession during that game. And that was honestly that was the Miami Heat's last stand because. Uh, you know, to use a phrase that Ben used a little bit earlier today, uh, you know, the Lakers blew the doors off of them mm-hmm. after that in Game Six. Um, and and honestly, like, when are when are we going to start talking about LeBron um, with the respect that he deserves? I know he was talking about that in the post game interview, but this is a guy who now has four championships. I mean, what's it going to take? Does he have to win three more to, for people to say that he's better than Michael Jordan? Because I'm already there. Before I'm already before I'm already of that down opinion. this road because this is going to be a probably a pretty oh, maybe heated. We'll see where it goes, but uh, Danny Green did play for the Raptors. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, All right, so I'm saved. So back to the MJ LeBron talk. 
Well, do what. You, oh, oh, wait, a, wait, a, wait a minute. Can we can we talk about me being wrong? Because VJ, you were here for Red Zone two weeks ago, um, and while we were watching the games, there was a, a at least a few occasions where I just kept getting names wrong, and I think this is like the beginning of the aging process for me. Do you do you remember when I was doing that? I called um, I called uh, was it Al- is it Alexander Madison on the yeah. on the Vikings? Yeah. I called him Austin Madison. Uh, wait, well, in I your called, defense. I called TJ Hawkinson Luke Hawkinson. <laughs> in your defense, and all our all of our defenses, the older we get, the more players we see coming into the league. Yes, yeah, more names more to remember. So yeah. I'm going. I'm going more people. with that as to why. <laughs> but why Luke Hawkinson? <laughs> I can see Luke like fit. Luke Skywalker. Sounds, he look, could fit. He looks like a Luke. He know. looks like a Luke. Yeah, flash that flash it up on the screen when yeah. you do that in post. Does uh, this guy look like a Luke? To, uh, just Luke just, Wilson. Yeah, with just big letters. Luke question <laughs> mark. Luke Skywalker. Put a like a Luke yeah. side by side. Who are yeah? With that being said, who are your uh, all time three best Lukes? I'll go Skywalker Wilson. And uh, oh god, I only know a couple. I don't. Yeah, Skywalker's not even a. Oh, it's what just about a um, fictional Luke character. Walton? Oh, oh, Luke Walton. Good, See, I didn't even know his first Walton. name. Yeah. I just know Walton. Luke Luke Longley, Luke Robitaille, Los Angeles Kings legend. Oh, I don't. But let's circle. No, let's circle back to this LeBron James Jordan conversation because we're gonna need my, a whole segment on this one. My my thought is, yeah, no, we're, we'll take our sweet time here. This is episode eight of the Business on Top podcast, yeah, uh, and we're gonna do the Jordan and LeBron thing that everybody else is doing right now. First take. We're not gonna we're not gonna take four hours to talk about Dak, Dak Prescott's leg, though. I do hope Ooh. he, uh, as a Giants fan, he he recovers safely. Real Just quick, his name, worst injury you've ever seen live. Oh. Uh, was got to be Kevin Ware. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Ware, Ware at Louisville in the, in the NCAA Ware. tournament. Kevin Ware or um, Sean Livingston? You ever seen the Sean Livingston when he goes up for a dunk? Oh my! God. I remember it vaguely, but it was like 15 years ago. Oh so, oh my god! I mean it, that that pretty much he was uh, you know starting to turn his career around and becoming the player yeah, that they kind of thought man. he was going to be. Yeah, it, it, if you watch it. I guess I'll put it on the screen right now. No, 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 don't, don't put it on. I would cl- <laughs> close your eyes if you're scream- squeamish, I'm- but it's it's truly amazing that not only that he can walk, but that he's played in the NBA again and can right. jump and like. I mean, Alex Smith was brutal. I mean, if you ask our parents, they're going to tell you about Joe Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Yeah, and that's you know, you know, thank goodness that medical science has advanced to a point where that's an injury that's actually fixable. Oh, and you saw Alex uh, Smith come into the Marcus game last Lattimore? week. Do you remember yeah. where he was that was at a rough one? Ended his career. Mm-hmm. He was never pretty the same much. After that. God, he was he was going to be so good in South Carolina. He was in, incredible. He got was, tackled, and he was on the ground. And like one second later, you see his other foot like flop back. Yeah, over. I know. I am like in my head. It I'm picturing bad. that one. Yeah, but but, my, I'm like I have chills right now just yeah. thinking about it. Just because no, every time you say the name, some, my, my some terrible sports injury. But there are also like a lot of funny sports injuries, and I think you'll find that in the game of baseball. Like Sammy oh, Sosa yeah. throws his back out sneezing. <laughs> Um, Ian Snell burns his like pit his ring finger on like uh, a George. This was the Michael Scott. Ian Snell burned his ring finger on a George Foreman grill, and I'm gonna play the game. Google this, and and he had to miss his start. So I don't know who. Um, hang on, I'm just. Gonna I think look some guy up. also <laughs> fell in the shower or something. Oh, there's there's got to be a bunch of those. Yeah. There's there's gotta be, uh, fall in the shower, slipped on some icy steps or something like that. I think. <laughs> Kevin Brown, when he was on the Marlins, he punched a Gatorade cooler and broke his hand, and he was out for like three months, two or three months. Somebody else did that. Didn't Big Ian Snell do that? Miss no, his... no, he the... hit the bat. He hit it with a bat. Okay, you guys are going to like this. 
<laughs> this is going to bring you back. Just think. It was it was June 2017. Uh, June 2007. What were you doing in June 2007? We were in... Fred, uh, the Mets no, were good. This is sophomore? one of the rare times. No, that was summer going the into sophomore year. Yeah. So, oh, man. So, listen, so listen work- to this. Oh, no, no. Tell me what you were doing. No. I don't, I don't know. Summer job? Summer I camp. I was summer camp freshman year. West Boca... Freshman year. All right, so just think about it. You're you're wherever you are in the summer. Eating. I was you're watching. Eating. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was definitely eating. In wings. That's the wings from. I was Sunny probably Sun. on bo- cereal bowl number four of the day, <laughs> and it was only noon. Frosted <laughs> flakes. Eight a.m. It, it was, was whatever was in whatever was Bogo that week is what I had in the bowl. Hell yeah. Uh, so, think back. 2007. Ian Snell will miss a scheduled start Tuesday with a burn blister on his right index finger. This is. This is uh, Neil Everett reading it to you on SportsCenter. Snell burned his finger while grilling chicken for a salad he was preparing for himself. He thought he'd be able to pitch Tuesday anyway, but the Pirates aren't going to take any chances. With the off day Monday, he's going to be pushed back to Saturday, and Tom Gorzolani is going to get moved up to oh take my this God. Wow. It's like Michael Scott burning his foot on the... Uh... That's exactly. He he was... <laughs> we just George said Foreman that, number grill. one. And number <laughs> two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, listen- I'm pulling a chain. Yeah, I don't no, even it, remember what you, I'm saying. You have woke up to the Hall of Fame of not listening. Damn it. But uh, All right. when we come back, we do LeBron... Versus Jordan. Nice. <laughs> okay, boys. Buckle up. I'm going to do the Mimas Chimi read. Um, yes. cool. If we had to go around the room, what is my batting average when it comes to getting this correct? Is it zero? It's, because I think it's zero. Yeah. Well, as far as getting one, it right? first, first oh, try? Oh, no. I've missed it. I've messed it up at least three times. And it's always at the end. It's always at the end. It's always on the catchphrase. So Let's just let's, say you're moved down to triple A. Yeah. Let, let's see what I can do. Welcome back to episode eight of the Business on Top podcast. And we'd like to remind you that each and every episode of the Business on Top podcast is brought to you by Mimish Chimi. Mimish Chimi is an all-natural, authentic, all-purpose chimichurri sauce. And it's locally made right here in Boca Raton. Mimish Chimmy can be used on almost anything. Steak, chicken, fish. I like it on chicken. I like it on my tofu. Uh, impossible meat. Love it on that, too. And salads. The possibilities are endless. Vegan, keto, and vegetarian-friendly. It really does work for any diet. It's versatile. It is the Placido Polanco of of, uh, that's really that's good of sauces. Wow. This chimmy comes in an 8-ounce jar, and you can order it at www.mimaschimi.com. Plus, if you're in South Florida and want to make the venture out to the grocery store, it's available at Doris's Italian Market in Boca Raton, Bravo Supermarket in Pembroke Pines, shout out to the people in the Pines, and soon to be El Bodegon in Lake Worth, right around the corner. Remember, it's not Chimi if it's not Mama's. Oh, I messed it up. Oh my no. God. Oh. Was that a. Oh, we're giving you that one. We're giving, I was giving so you close. That one. <laughs> Are we anyway, still at zero? Still Ben zero. You. All right, LeBron, <laughs> Le, LeBron or Jordan? Because I I've got LeBron at this point. I don't I don't need to see anything else. This guy is bigger. He's strong, and I don't mean to do the Malkovich thing. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. No, it's, I mean the guy is just he's fantastic. Let's clarify. Uh, what are we arguing that we would take LeBron? We would build a team around LeBron over Jordan, or are we arguing? Who's the better? I'm talking who is the best basketball player ever. And I think it's this guy. You can drop him in any era, and he will be dominant. And there is not 
an answer. <laughs> I just like the visual of dropping him in the 50s and having him play against, like, George Murison. <laughs> or not uh, not George Murison. George Mikan. George Mikan, that's George the one. Mikan, yeah. See, I'm oh, doing it again with the names. He, I don't understand. He would understand. probably average 100 a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how tall is Will Chamberlain? Because I think... Se- I think he was seven he, feet. Seven feet tall. I don't think he was that tall. I think he was 6'9", and they thought that he was, like... No, nice. Bill Russell, I think, was... <laughs> I think Bill Russell was 6'9". Okay, you you might be right on that. All right, let's look up Will Chamberlain. LeBron would average. He was seven. He was seven one. But I think I think LeBron will like take Will Chamberlain to the woodshed. I don't think there's really any basketball player 60s, 70s. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny to think because LeBron would also probably be the first person in NBA history to have zero assists the whole year because he wouldn't need to pass playing no. in the 50s. Yeah. He would put up like 100 points, 50 rebounds, no assists. <laughs> and that was just, yeah. It's one on five. It's not, yeah. He wouldn't even need a just, just imagine like those five tiny little white guys from the like the old instructional videos. Yeah, like and, coming Le- from the- and LeBron just like taking off from like the free throw line and just. <laughs> there would be a lot putting of posters. His, putting his groin on the rim. A lot of posters going around back in the day. It's honestly like it's, it's incredible, yeah. you know, what he's he's been able to do. Um, and, you know, people make a comparison to Jordan, and this isn't to take anything away from them because I want to mention on the front end that it's not that I don't like Michael Jordan. Um, I don't necessarily agree with his philosophy as a teammate and necessarily a co-worker. I understand that an NBA locker room is a little bit different from, you know, the work environments that we're in. But, um, you know, LeBron seems to be a little bit more of like a rally starter, um, somebody that, that cares about his teammates. I know like the J.R. Smith thing happened, but oh my God, like you think, I, I feel like Jordan's going to gonna punch J.R. Smith if, uh, yeah. if they're teammates and he does something like that. Like something happens in the huddle out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if um, sometimes you need that guy that is the alpha in the room that you know is going to take the final shot that you know is I don't think I, I think it's getting harder and harder every year for the LeBron and MJ debate I know for me be, or I'm sure for everyone because mm-hmm. I've I mean, had LeBron's, it figured out for years at this point LeBron's honestly. closing the gap and um still in the boat that MJ is the best basketball player ever but LeBron's very close. Case. Yeah, yeah. I a mean, really case. so I, what if all things are the same? What if LeBron wins wins the championship the next two seasons and he's got six championships? Are people just going to magically say, okay, well, LeBron's the better player now? Because I don't think I, you can't think do a, that. You know, people do Marino Montana all the time, and I'm biased because Dan Marino was my favorite player growing up. But I'm not um, even comparing the rings. I just look at it, I guess, from a standpoint of you have M- to take away like LeBron. Versus Jordan, the brand, because right, yeah, we no. all we all know that like Jordan is a brand. I, I think I think the biggest thing that's forgotten in the MJ Lebron debates, and I bring it up anytime I debate it, is you have to look at the level of competition MJ went against, not only in the regular season every game, but the playoffs. Like think about the Eastern Conference when MJ was on those, especially in the beginning. I mean, you saw it in the Last Dance, right? There was there was the Pistons. Bad Boys Pistons, there was the Celtics, there was the Knicks somehow. I mean, think I about how... what LeBron, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like think about what LeBron had to go against in the finals. Michael Jordan never played a team like the Golden State Warriors. I mean, that was that was one. I mean, look, LeBron also like played against. Who else did he play against? He played, um, I mean, yeah. The Mavs. But well, like, they had Dirk, but. You can't tell me that the Golden State Warriors 
were I, I just think those teams in the nineties would, would destroy like I don't think the Warriors would be much of a fight against those physical teams, those no, bad boy. Pistons. I think the game is just so different because you have bigs that can step out and do all the stuff that originally only like your one, twos and threes could. It's just such a you know, it's such a multi dimensional team. Like I would I would think that a team in the nineties would have no answer for somebody like Draymond Green, who is so big, such a good rebounder, good shooter. Well it'd be easy. I mean it they it would the physicality that's that's I think MJ went through more of a grind in the regular season and the playoffs and still won. Still willed his team to win, still brought his team and won whenever he got in there. And like you said, I mean, okay, you can say who LeBron played in the finals, but look at all the teams he played leading up to the finals. I mean, how many of those um, teams that he played were like buys? Like when you went into the series, those teams, especially but, in the East. Well, I would say that, you know, there were a lot of rounds other than, and, and I know like the, the last dance is pretty fresh in our minds, but there were really only one or two teams that he would go up against in the East. You're talking about like the first two rounds. MJ, they wait. Played, yeah, I'm talking about in the 90s when, yeah. when Jordan had to go. They played teams like Charlotte, Atlanta. Okay, in the first the round. But, I mean, look at the top. I understand Four, that they, they did have the to go East. through the Knicks in the 90s. The Knicks, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Celtics, even the Hawks for a little bit. I mean, there's a long list of teams. In the, I mean, the East was a tougher, I, I tougher think conference. There was, I think there was always one team to get past in the East, and you could you could make the argument that there there definitely was um, when LeBron was on the Heat, when LeBron was on the Cavs. At some point, you know, 2006, he had to get past the Pistons. Um, when he went back to the to the Heat, it was, uh, it was the Bulls. Um, and there was... There were some teams with the Celtics. Celtics. You're yeah, talking but, about, you know, a team that was But he, you know, he the had Celtics to unseat like on them. One one or like the Celtics were on the tail end. They won in what, oh six? That game six though, I think that second or third year that LeBron was with the Heat, with with you know, the entire blueprint of the Heat on the line, I think we saw one of the best performances from from any athlete ever. And um because I just want to read those stats because they I think were in Boston in that game. Um what it, but I know, BJ, I know you've been you, oddly quiet I, on this. I, know I want to hear a little he's bit. He's got from something you. brewing. No, it's not brewing. It's just I'm an analytics guy, so I'm always looking at the the stats. And obviously, MJ won the scoring title ten to to LeBron's one mm-hmm. um, in his career. And I feel like the NBA is all about scoring. And yeah. something like field goal percentage. Field goals are probably the most. I mean, field goal um, free throw percentages. Free throws are probably the one of the most important parts of the game. And MJ was like an 84% free throw shooter to LeBron's like 72 or something like that. Okay, and think about so how many games like, he won uh, off free throws alone. One shot every 10. But So you're... Uh, this, it, Efficiency. Well, LeBron's more efficient. Would you here, take LeBron over MJ? One shot, final possession, games tied. You would take LeBron over MJ? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the stats I, favor LeBron. He's apparently more clutch. But no way. The stats Wait. are skewed because LeBron's played in how many more games than him? Like probably almost 300 games more than MJ because of the whole, you know, he took a break and he played less years than LeBron has. But if they played the same number of games, I think Jordan would win in um efficiency. But how are you how how is the clutch that judged like game winners uh, yeah but i mean that's that doesn't really 
It's a tough. I mean, it's, I not, know, it's, it's a, not easy it's to not do. E- I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not like, easy. Like, but you, there's this, no in between. People are definitely one side or the other. I feel no, like. and this is like why it's hard to do the segment like this because you know you end up arguing in circles because yeah. you know the argument is always okay, well rings, and then okay, well let's talk about like who is more clutch, who has the clutch gene, you know. Um, you can you can look at player efficiency rating. You can go to the statistics. Right. Point is point A. Jordan is a better scorer. Point B. You know LeBron is a better rebounder and a better pure passer. Um, with the season on the line, I want to go back to that game. Game six, 2012 Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. Uh, that's 45 points, 15 rebounds, five assists on 73 percent shooting, and that's not from the line. That's from the field. Um, I don't know if there was a time where the Bulls had their backs against the wall like that, and Jordan just had to pull. But that—that's um, like an whole, incredible, like season season saving performance. All on that's the like whole that. like thing about him is he. I don't think ever let it get to that point. We'll have we'll have yeah. one game six of the. Oh, it's Magic Johnson. Sorry, we got read. okay. Jordan versus LeBron clutch shots in the postseason. Um, as I mean, far as field goals go, Jordan was five for eleven. Um, LeBron was seven for fifteen. So the percent, the field goal percentage is basically the same. Buzzer beaters, Jordan three, LeBron five. But again, that goes to my point. Like if Jordan played the same amount of games as LeBron, that could be a higher. Yeah, number. but like three out of how many? Five out of how many? Oh, it doesn't give it. It doesn't give that. Yeah. Right? So like, if you take a hundred shots and you hit five, but if you take ten shots and you hit three, you know. Well, yeah, you know, like it, it is kind of a volume thing, and um, you know, if you're talking about somebody like LeBron, uh, there were times where LeBron was really like the only option. There were certain t- certain teams where he pretty much like limped in the final. There were some teams that he had where he never had a Scotty. Um, sometimes he had Dwayne Wade. You know, this year sometimes he had, like he this year he had Anthony like Davis. Some... But when he beat the when he beat the Warriors, like who was he? He was doing it with Kyrie, Kyrie who was Kevin still kind of was still kind of coming into his own. Um, Kyrie you know, put Kevin up Love some major like solid, pointage. but like Kevin Love yeah. is probably like you know about the same in terms of like overall talent. Obviously, their skill sets are different as like a Rodman. Um, yeah, I'll give you the Rodman, but the the teams that LeBron brought to the finals by himself mainly. Just I think so we're trash. talking about the Cle- yeah. They were all so well, bad. the team. Yeah. Yes, the, I think we're talking about the Cleveland Cavs mainly um, team pre Kyrie and Kevin Love. Again, who. I mean, other than the Pistons at one year, I don't. I mean, he was playing the Magic with Dw- like against Dwight Howard. I, I really don't remember any other team in the East where it was like, wow, he just mm-hmm. beat. So, no, I hear you. Um, That's such and, a hard and here's and here's my thesis. LeBron goes to the Heat. They make the finals in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. He goes to the Cavs. They make the NBA Finals in. I want to say 2015, right? The, I don't the, know. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Warriors that year because that was the Delavadovich uh, playoffs where like they won game one and everyone thought they were going to. That was like the beginning of the Warriors. And then he won it for them in 16. Um, went for it, I think, 17 and 18 were both Cavs-Warriors again. And then the Warriors won two in a row. We're going for the three. We're going for the three-peat and got stopped by the Raptors. And that was the one time because LeBron was injured 
that he didn't get to the finals, and now he's back in the finals this year. No, that's I mean, incredible. Getting getting to the finals and just basically whatever team you go to goes to the finals because you are that dominant of a player. At, and at this point, he's doing it, knocking on the door of forty years old. Yeah, I mean, he's just a machine. He, he, he is. He's I the T one thousand. Their IQs are off the charts, both of them. Like basketball, like oh, absolutely! It was absolutely. insane watching them on when they when you pl- when they play. They're thinking like three plays ahead at all times. They no, because every... they're they're totally devoted to the game. It's like, it's awesome really to see. There's not really much of a life outside of basketball, right? It was it was all it was all winning. What am I gonna do? And LeBron did like this, you know the zero dark thirty thing in the playoffs. Was like God, I thought it was like a little bit dorky, but like you know that's his thing. Like he he gets locked in and he's he's just all about playing winning playoff basketball. But what's and the goat conversation to you? Like what does the goat mean to you? Just who who's the best basketball player overall? You're talking like all if if you're playing like a one-on-one tournament of any player ever. Um, oh, one-on-one. I mean. Le- LeBron LeBron is going to dominate that and it won't even be close. One-on-one. In terms yeah, of the I'll overall skill set. LeBron. I think LeBron, you have to, yeah, I think. No. Yeah, I I agree with that. One-on-one LeBron, I mean I don't think anyone's going to beat LeBron in that tournament, but that's the beauty of basketball. It's, yeah, it's you a, don't know. It, it, it's a it's it's a team sport, team and sports. I do think LeBron makes everyone around him better. I just don't think he has that. I still don't think he has that clutch factor that that final shot i want the ball but he does it through the whole game that's the thing it doesn't need to be that close at the end like lebron could have played a game where the heat like stuck with him and it could have potentially been a game seven but no he he you know he boat raced him he blew him out of the building he didn't even make it a contest and that's the remarkable thing about him and i want to leave you guys with this and and it's a yes or no question um lebron wins back-to-back championships and and gets the six rings is he the greatest player of all time in your eyes Putting up the stat, like assuming his stats are the same uh, in the uh, next two years. Assuming he's not like doing the Peyton Manning thing when he won against the Broncos and was like they were winning <laughs> in spite of him. Oh yeah, that's true. Their defense was incredible. Because uh, there's no sign of him slowing down, so there's yeah. no reason for me to think that he will until I start to see it. He's not losing any zip on that fastball, Ben. Yeah. Uh, it, it it'd be a lot tougher. I mean, yeah, he he'd probably. He'd probably be right. What part about right yes there. or no? Don't you understand? <laughs> well, I don't want to say. I don't want to say the answer. That's okay. the tough part. That's very diplomatic of you, VJ. What about you? No. All right. Let me come back. Wait, to wait, me. hold on. Wait. <laughs> I let me just come real back quick. to you because I, I. Okay. I feel bad about Looking, cutting you I, off. I quickly looked at MJ's stats. Right now, okay. he missed four years for being retired. Or, okay. Um, yeah, minor league baseball, and then he retired for three years after the Bulls run. So he came back to the Wizards. It was thirty-eight and thirty-nine years old in those two seasons with the mm-hmm. Wizards. He put up 23 points and then 20 points both those years. Mm-hmm. So someone's here's got to-, to say, here's to say if he had those four years back, right? 98, 99, 99, 2000, 2000, 2001, 93, 94. I think if MJ played those four years, they wouldn't even be, I mean, you'd have to assume so if- no, it's a it's another a, ball game. Yeah. Right? It's like, a it's a big if, and that, honestly, like we will get to the point where at some point we'll have to run a simulation on on what would have happened if he had stayed with the Bulls. Oh, and I'm the gonna team find that. Together. I'm gonna find that. Yeah. Oh my God, if the team stayed together, I mean, he would have won easily two out of the three, if not all three. Or the or the Shaq and Kobe Lakers would have would have you know kicked them out of their place. You don't you don't know what would have happened. Yeah, like you don't. It's you never know. You know. <laughs> you know. Well. We've been very, very uh, sportsy with I you. I have so many stats oh, right wait, now. Okay, so I got to answer your question. Up, but, oh. Yeah. 
let me leave you with this. So I'll, I'll set the stage say, again. Say it one more time. LeBron wins the next two championships with the Lakers. Uh, he's got he's got six championships and is putting up similar stat lines to what he put up in the finals. Is he the greatest player of all time to you? Yeah. All right. Oh wow. So Tough to say, it, but I mean, I, I, I got to. I had to I, say yes or no, but I said no. You say yes. I, that's, you say no. It'd be tough that's to fair. Argue. I don't yes. think there's yes. a. I don't think there's a right or wrong I agree. answer here. I, yeah. They're incredible no. athletes. I put them on the same shelf. If anything, I think it's yeah. just something you know? that sports radio hosts love to talk about because we love debate and we embrace debate. Good content. It's good content. Too much I love debate. Them both. When yeah. we come back, we're gonna talk about some crap. We're gonna go through Urban Dictionary. We found a fun article. Uh, we're gonna do a fun segment called Reading, and we'll do our uh, Urban Dictionary phrase of the day. Get out of here, and uh, we'll send you into your uh, Wednesday evening. So during the break, um, we were just scrolling through uh, a couple things. We found one thing on the internet that we want to talk with you about. Um, but one of the first things that I noticed that I was talking to the other guys about uh, during the break was at AMC theaters for 99 bucks, you can get a showing of any movie um, that you want. You can just rent out the whole theater, grab some friends, 99 bucks. You could just watch a movie uh, and you know, if you miss going to the theaters, you can get your popcorn, do whatever you want. You don't have to, you don't have to do it with a bunch of strangers. You can just go. So my question to you guys would be, um, what movie are you going to see if you have the freedom? And should we make this an official podcast event? Because I want to I want to do, you know, like a fan event for Business on Top, and that would just consist of like our moms coming to be proud of us. <laughs> I'm down. Um, what movie we choose? Cause I mean I have it mine. Could be any movie? I've I've always thought of this, and you guys probably know. Well, let me let me see if I can guess what yours would be. Would it be Rush Hour Two? Well, that's yeah. I mean that's the easiest one to choose. I I would try to get my money's worth and watch like a four hour movie. Oh, <laughs> watch yeah. somehow <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter uh, get Seven. To, the part. the max amount of people that can go in there. So yeah, everyone's paying you gotta like four fifty. Yeah. No no no. You gotta, <laughs> oh, you, you would have to charge it to eight dollars. So you yeah. make four yeah. bucks per person. Uh, <laughs> com- coming up, Business on Top proudly presents a showing of a twelve hour German train documentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the 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 last Avengers movie was like three hours. That was very long. That good. I, um, I'm gonna watch that one. Dark Knight was a movie that was long as hell uh yeah what is um the other superhero movie that the watch watchman the watch the watchman i don't know i did christopher walk yeah. in there that's weird the watch the watch uh watchman yeah watchman was pretty long yeah it's been a while since i've seen that one yeah rush x journal is that is that how you do that one <laughs> yeah. rush x journal <laughs> yeah you ever see uh, watchman ben no oh, okay you just yeah. like way over your head. spaced out yeah <laughs> Anyway, um, the, what about you? The, yeah, no, the last Avengers would be good. I've only seen that once. I'd like to see that again. I mean, mine's not going for length, and this would be a selfish pick because I've yet to really find someone I think who loves this movie uh, as much oh. as I do. Oh no, I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> where, it's Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that too. I knew it. Uh, I love yeah. Hot Tub Time uh, Machine. How well it's do we all, a... how well do we all know each other? Oh my That's god, amazing. I love that movie. I love that movie. So I'd probably pick that. Oh, I know. I'm... I'd be dying in the theater. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anyone so else. So if we did a triple header. We would start off with what Avengers Endgame, and then we would do Hot Tub Time Machine. And can anybody guess what I would be showing? What my uh, contribution to this trifecta would be? Is it a like a superhero movie? It is not. Uh, give me can something. Can you get a hint? Yeah, yeah. It's a movie. It's a comedy. <laughs> okay. Um, it's from the '80s, late '80s. 
Yeah, I don't think is it one get... that I would we would know. It's, like, um, let's see. Famous. Uh, Corbin Benson's in it. Tom Berenger's in it. It's about oh, a team. No. And they got to win. Comedy? In the major league. Oh, major leagues. <laughs> yeah, that, major that's... Major league one? Yes, the, oh, it'll okay. be the original major league. God, that's, wow. it's just iconic. That was like pulling teeth. You couldn't just, have named... Wasn't Charlie Sheen? It was. <laughs> couldn't you have, wasn't Charlie I didn't want to. Oh, I wanted. I wanted, I wanted you guys to get there on oh, your yeah, own. Yeah, I didn't, but I yeah, just... It. Some of like my earliest memories are watching, you know, Major League with my dad, and it's just, you know, something that I'll probably always remember. That movie's special to me for that reason. Plus, it's just, it's funny. And yeah. aside, aside from the, you know, the Indians logo, the rest of it holds up. Like it's still hilarious. Yeah. There's, there's still like lines you can quote. Yep. You know, every time, uh, you know, somebody makes like, you know, a nice like showboaty catch. My dad will look at me if we go to like a spring training game. He'll go. He'll do Lou Brown. He'll go. Great catch, Hayes. Don't ever bleep and do it again. My, our, our quote, I know we've done is like, is um, when he's like, ball four, ball, ball eight, eight, ball, ball 12. 12, and now Vaughn has walked the bases loaded on 12 straight pitches. <laughs> and then, I can't believe they're laying off pitches that close. That one, and then he's like, just a bit outside, and it's like 80 feet to the left, like <laughs> nowhere near it. He hits like the fence. And he, yeah. yeah, he tried the corner and missed. <laughs> That is a good movie. Yeah. So we also stumbled across an article about one of our favorite things that we've come to know and love on the show, which is Urban Dictionary. Um, you know, and VJ, I know you ha- you have some thoughts. I mean, I just remember as a kid, like, when was the first time you experienced Urban Dictionary? Because it was about probably halfway through high school for me. The website's apparently been around, according to this article, since 1999. I think that's probably the most surprising thing that I found out about this. Well, you thought it would be available before or after? I thought it would be newer. I thought this was like a 2003. Like, think about it. Urban Dictionary is older than Facebook. Yeah. That's true. That's amazing to think about. So originally it was used to put words in that were denied by, like, the Oxford Dictionary and It was the workaround for dictionary.com. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's a pretty good idea when you think about it. It's pretty smart. It's a great idea. Smart idea, yeah. I think the guy probably is, I mean, he's not Zuckerberg, but he probably made a decent yeah, living Yeah, I wonder what that like, guy's up to. Aaron Peckham. He's uh, He was a uh, computer science major at Cal Poly. So this is a segment that oh, so he's, uh, he's that I like to call reading. Um, he says, <laughs> in the early years of Urban Dictionary, we tried to keep certain words out, but it was impossible. Authors would re-upload. This is the Wikipedia problem, by the way. Authors would re-upload definitions or upload definitions with alternate spellings. Today, I don't think it's the right thing to try to remove offensive words. And that's honestly, is that the not the internet in a nutshell right now? Yeah. It's just run ragged and it's become a social yeah. experiment that's gone totally awry. <laughs> Business on Top says never read the comments section, folks. <laughs> just, just retweet the good things that people say about you and just ignore the bad stuff. Oh my God, yeah. There's some comments like I wonder if someone actually tweeted that like thought of it or if it's just a bot because there's some tweets that are like how how do you even think that's all right to say yeah well that's another that's another conversation probably yeah. for another podcast yeah but uh vj do you have a urban dictionary uh phrase of the day for us uh you know you what a second it's, yeah it's, hang on yeah it, the, the hard part is finding one that's like, that's okay for, for air to hear yeah that's okay to air so we don't get kicked out um, yeah, we all have jobs. We want to keep them. Exactly. Yeah. We love you. Our, our very I mean, much valued got a, employers. If it's got, um, if it comes down to cursing, I mean, oh. no, there's no. 
Here's one that I was looking at. I was at, it wasn't that really funny, but it's no, no, it's no, a, no, no, no. Nope. It's got to be a yeah, funny oh, one. Man, all right, funny. all right. Filibuster. Are we me. ever getting? No, uh, but the problem. Or we is, could, we could. So yeah, well, why don't Ben? Why don't you and I recap the ones that we did? We did Rat Liquors, Rat which uh, is is somebody without a mask. And I kind of like, I kind of thought about it. It's like you know, you're purposely not being hygienic, and like you might as well be licking a rat, which I think is a little bit of hyperbole, but. You know, I, I, I get it. Like Definitely someone in New York came up with that term. For sure. For Rat sure. Liquor. <laughs> for sure. Some, Definitely a New Yorker. Yeah, someone then, someone in Manhattan who was just on the subway and was yeah, just really annoyed. They were on the way home from work and they looked over and yeah. someone wasn't wearing a mask on the train. It's like, you know what? You might as well be looking that rat, <laughs> you know, pizza rat over there. But uh, then there was, um, what was it? Not like uh, dog tied, dog. Dog shot. Dog shot. Dog yeah. shot. Yeah. Don't get, don't get dog shot. Yeah, mate. Yeah. International All right. word. No worries. Australian Open coming. January. Melbourne. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Got All one. right. He's got Thank one. He's got go. one. I can knock it off with the Australian. All right. All right. Shexting. Ooh. Shexting. You guys got one guess. I ooh, I, I might have this. I'm I'm kind of confident. But right. let me you go first. Um Shek, uh I'll go with someone who's trying to like couch surf, I guess. Like trying to crash ooh. at someone's house. I, not a ba- no. It's. <laughs> I I think this is sexting while you're on the toilet, and it's an amalgam of shitting and texting. Wow, you're. you're I got right. it. You're right. No, yeah, somebody. So, did you? Oh, you got to. I got. We got to check the username and track the IP address. It's to make a sure. Shane Chernoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Shane underscore Chernoff. <laughs> uh, it's texting your friends, loved ones, or even your annoying coworkers whilst. Taking a dump on the porcelain throne. <laughs> <laughs> shitting plus texting equals shexting. That's Robert funny. got an important text while shitting, so was forced to use the shexting method. <laughs> I like that. It, I like that it's a method and not just like a verb. Like I, I just, I just imagine like some PhD student is like, this is the principle of oh. this, and you know. That guy probably uh, didn't get his PhD that day. I love the names they use in the sentences. It's like yeah. random, like yeah. funny. The sentences names. are the, definitely the, the best, best part. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think for sure we can say like, you know, using using the phrase in a sentence. I think that we need to have one day. We want. I want to do a segment, the Urban Dictionary Spelling Bee, and we'll have to come up like with something, and then we'll have to purposely use it in a sentence, and it'll be ridiculous. Oh, God. All right. I wonder if we fun. can have our Mr. Big Voice guy like say the sentences. <laughs> Or, or at least just say the words. Depends on what she's charging for him. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. well, thank you, Mr. Big Voice Guy. You've uh, improved the professional quality of the show. It's now gone from a 0 out of 10 to a 1 out of 10. Yep, um, slowly getting there. So now that we have Good our Urban now. Dictionary out of the way, let's send everybody into the rest of the week with uh, Get Out of Here. Are you ready to play the game? It's time for Get Out of Here. Get out of here! It's time for get out of here. Who's starting it off this week? Um, yeah, I can do it. I can do it because I think Ben, you and I have kind of been like workshopping some stuff. uh, Take you kind of behind the curtain here. You know, we were talking about things that bother us. I think both both things kind of happened today. Yes. Some something annoyed me today, um, and it was like probably kind of innocuous, but at the same time, it's like you have to. There's no situational awareness. So I'm like, I take my time from about 12 o'clock to 1.30. I go to the gym. Um, I hop on the elevator and I go back up to work. And, you know, somebody hops in there with me. Now I talk to the guy and say, you know, uh, 
just get to like talking and he's like hey did you, you know grow up around here and he's like no i grew up in maine and i was like oh, okay it's probably a little bit of culture shock for you he's about to get off on his floor he goes yeah a lot more jewish people here than i thought <laughs> oh my god i've got maybe like two seconds to respond to this guy what the hell do you want me to do with that conversationally <laughs> A lot more I, Jewish people. I mean, he he's just, not wrong, and, and I don't know. And he like explained it to me. He was like, "Yeah, there was only like one or two kids in my high school graduating class who were Jewish." And it's like, "Yeah, you know, you're going to a place where there are all like a lot of Jewish people here." But it's like, really, you couldn't have just said it was like really hot. You know, you're about to get off at the elevator. Yeah. And of course, I don't want to make it anything worse by be like, you know, what can you say yeah. in that situation? So I just hit him with the nice, and he just got out of the elevator <laughs> because nice. there's nothing else I can do. Awkward elevator conversations. Make them quick. Make them sweet. It's got to be like um, like a minute update. You can only you talk about the news, weather, or sports. Pick one of the three. Don't don't leave me with Jews as you step off the elevator. <laughs> Get out of here. Get, Get out of here. Awkward elevator conversations. Get out of here. So actually, to solve your problem, I do it all the time. Just don't take the elevator. Oh right, that's a well, good. Can we can we yes. do next episode a segment about your history with stairs? Yeah. Biggest fears. Stair, yeah, my history with. We should interview Ben about stairs next week. Oh, stairs are great. I love thing. stairs. It's elevators. Oh, I guess it's elevators. Yeah, but yeah, we'll save that for another segment. <laughs> ben, you go next. You um, want me? To, you want to save best for last? Wow. Well, okay. I don't yeah, know you got one. Yours was yours is really good. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll tell okay. you what. This guy was steamed about this. Thing, yeah, yeah. But, okay, like, I'll go. I'll was, go. He was bent out of shape about this one. You ever? You guys ever come home from a long day at work, and take a shower, eat your dinner, want to chill? Shexting. Chill. <laughs> get <laughs> your shexting. Um, you come out on the couch. You put on your Netflix. You're about to start. It starts, and then boom. You get the loading screen for Netflix. And then you go on your phone and you're like, it takes 40 minutes for your page to load on your phone. Oh, yeah. your oh like the you random internet outage? You're talking yeah. about slow internet. That is like one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm-hmm. I had to switch uh, carriers within a week. Don't bury anyone. They might the... be a sponsor one day. That's I'm not I'm going to say. I'm not going to say who it was. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it was, but I had to switch because the internet was so slow, like under the average and it actually annoys the heck yeah. out so, of me, so to that point i don't remember which comedian but a comedian did a skit on like internet like that yeah and how people complain like if a text can't go through or like a phone call or like in this case the internet and he's like do you not realize these signals are getting sent like to space <laughs> and getting back down to your phone? Yeah, point? It's true. Like, and you're complaining that it's taking like over a second. Like these signals are. <laughs> we're, so, we're so spoiled. Yeah, we're spoiled. Yeah. It's funny because like, you know, remember doing like dial up and like the fact that you had it like was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to find that, uh, that clip. And which comedian did it? But yeah, it was a good. That bit. that is that's yeah. fantastic. So yeah. slow internet. Oh, I think it's it was Louis C.K. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. no, he Sounds he's good right. at that like situational kind yeah. of humor. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like off the field stuff aside, but yeah. um. Slow internet. Get slow out. Slow internet. Slow internet. Get, get the here. hell out of here. All right. All right. That's and the now. Well, it's, it's not no Ben. Don't hype it up. You know Ben. Ben is doing. I'm gonna have to cut out a lot of what I. Ben said. is like the defender in March Madness, like slapping the floor, like because he's about to like get a steal. He's like, no, get, give me the ball. I'm about to take over this game. So we're stepping out of the way. Hang on, I'm physically oh, going. To, I'm, I'm gonna physically try, going to step back. I'm gonna try and tone it down a tad from what I was discussing off camera. But is there anything worse? And no offense to anyone who works there. 
because it's a great place. Well, you don't have to necessarily say the place. Okay, I won't say the place. Um, Like a gym. A gym. A gym sales rep who wants you to join their gym and just approaches you in a public place out of nowhere, right? And they do it in a, you know, let's say you're out and they'll they'll always ask you a question. It'll be a innocent question to kind of like, you know, let your guard down, right? Like if you're at, at if you're at um Yeah, hey, you know, if, if you're, you're at a if you're at a store like, hey, you know, you know where to find like the plums or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Not sure why anybody would be looking for <laughs> plums. <laughs> it's Florida. There're there. no plums over here. <laughs> Or like you know, if you're in like a store, have at you the ever mall. gotten plums at the store? <laughs> no, no. If you're in, if you're in a store at the mall, and you know, he's like, hey, like, what, what are you looking at, whatever? And uh, you let your guard down. And he's like, by the way, we're running <laughs> oh. a special this week. You know, free one week membership. And right, a naive person's like, oh, cool, like one week at a gym. Like, yeah, I'm interested. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And he'll give you the one week card. And then he'll say, just let me know what's your name. And I'll write your name down. And then he'll say, what's your phone number? It's right? Such, so It's a trap. It's, it's a tra- so put that, put that I, sound in. It's a trap. I've been through that once before. And as soon as that guy said, what's your phone number? I said, no, no, no. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> like, I know what's going to happen. You're going to blow my phone up. And his response was, we don't call anymore. We text. Because I that's said, more reassuring. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. does not make it any better. I said, no, no, no. I'm good. Right? So... Funny story in high school, I won't name the friend. He decided to put some of his friends' phone numbers in at a gym because they gave him like 10 bucks. They said, <laughs> Give us like five friends' phone numbers. And I got blown up by the same gym wow. for like two or three weeks straight. But this, this happened two weeks ago, right? And I'm in the same spot and I see the same guy. Oh, this man. is today. Same guy, same guy today. Plum guy. Plum guy. And, uh, did he find his plums? I hope so. I, I don't know. I didn't care. <laughs> we talking about and, fruit? <laughs> and he came and approached me. And before he could even get a word out about his his sale, I said, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Don't just find someone else. Leave me alone. Yeah. Just, Leave just, me I, alone. I don't want to get yeah. out of here. It, they're just, Literally. They're, they're relentless. They don't take no for an answer. And if you make the mistake of giving your phone number... You better, you better get a new phone number because they're I not got a good uh, you, way you to... You need to look right into the camera yeah. and tell them. If you're watching this and you saw me today and you tried getting me <laughs> to get a, a week membership again Plum two weeks guy. later, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Throw on your AirPods. That's how you get them not to talk to you. <laughs> if I could, or I would. I would have. Yeah. If you're in public, there's your, uh, your, uh, That's your cheat workaround. sheet yeah. workaround. Yeah. So. Well, nice. Send the end of the weekend. Um, let it be a fun weekend, safe weekend. Um, we got Halloween coming up. Got some good content coming up for you there. We are going to have the first ever Business on Top Halloween show. Not next week, but the week after. In the meantime, stay safe. Stay tuned. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Business on Top Podcast, Episode 8. We're out.